Hello and welcome to Watkins Wise Words, a podcast that celebrates conscious, passionate, wise and happy living. Thank you for tuning in. And here is your host. So hello and welcome. My name's Steve Nabell and today I'm speaking with Danny DePiro on her book, The Positively Present Guide to Life. Now, Danny is an author, blogger, designer living in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., she launched her website, PositivelyPresent.com, in 2009, where she shares um, living a positive and present life, something that she says doesn't come or didn't always come easy to her. In 2012, she left a full-time job in marketing to devote all her energies towards her own business, and since then, she has published her book, The Positively Present Guide to Life. Uh, There's a good bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? The Positively Present Guide to Life, with Watkins Publishing, and if you want to check more on Danny, then go to dannydipiro.com. That's D-A-N-I-D-I-P-I-R-R-O.com. So, Danny, welcome to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, Danny, I, I was reading that you kind of said that you'd spent many years living with a kind of negative attitude towards life and then decided to turn your life around. So, can you just say something about your story? Yeah, um, it it was sort of just my default when I was growing up and when I was in my teens and early 20s um, to sort of think of what could go wrong or to stress out a lot about what had happened or to worry about what was going to happen in the future, which I think, you know, to some extent is normal. Um, But I definitely found myself in a pretty negative place where I wasn't being present, where I wasn't focusing on what I had in my life, but was focusing instead more on what I didn't have. Um, And I got to a point where I was just sort of unhappy in in almost every aspect of my life, in my career, in my relationships, um, even in some of my friendships. And I just felt like, okay, there's something going on here that's an underlying thing that, you know, if every aspect of my life isn't going well, there must be something inherent in me. And that's when I started to realize that, you know, I could control my thinking. I couldn't control everything in my life. I mean, things happen and, you know, you're born into certain situations or you encounter certain situations that are out of your control, but you can control how you think about the world around you. And when that sort of clicked for me, I thought, okay, well, what if I just tried to be positive? Mm. Um, and so that's sort of where PositivelyPresent.com got started. Um, and it's still sometimes a challenge for me, but um, just even having the shift in mindset where you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to try to be positive and I'm going to try to stay in the present. I mean, that can really make a big difference and it really has for me. So after, I mean, it's quite a long time, you said 25 years of living in a certain way, then making a shift. Uh, what was that shift like when you first started coming across this idea? Was it a complete revelation? Was it difficult? What was it like? Well, at first, um, yeah, it was definitely one of those sort of, as they say, aha moments when I first started to realize, okay, the two things I really need in my life are to be positive and to be present. And, and I really believed Um, that if I could do those two things, that it would impact all the other aspects of my life in a more positive way, which did end up happening. Um, But it it definitely has been a journey. Um, It certainly wasn't like overnight, all of a sudden, you know, everything fell into place and I started thinking differently about everything. Um, And as I mentioned, it, it still is a challenge sometimes. I mean, one of the great things about doing what I do, though, is that, you know, I have the constant reminder, you know, oh, this is what I do for a living. So when I encounter a situation in my life where I'm feeling particularly negative, um, 
or having a hard time staying in the present, I, I, you know, have the, the benefit of saying to myself, well, what would I tell my readers? Um, you know, what would I say to somebody else about staying positive and present? And that kind of brings me back to the moment and helps me sort of have a more optimistic outlook. Um, but it's definitely been a process. And I think for me, writing really helps. Um, I share a lot on positivelypresent.com about my personal experiences with struggling to stay positive and present. Um, so I think sort of getting that out there and getting feedback from other people, um, is, is really helpful as I sort of go through this and try to figure out how to make it a lifelong thing. Mm. I read in your book, while happiness is a great byproduct of living a positively present life, happiness is not the end goal. That was quite a striking sentence right at the beginning of your book. Can you say something a bit about that? Yeah, well, I think what had happened with me is that um, I always thought to myself, um, oh, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And I think a lot of us do think that. Um, And I do think that happiness is possible, but I think of happiness as almost like an emotion, like being angry or being sad or being frustrated. You can be happy, but it's usually for a very short period of time, Um, no matter what happens to you, even if something amazing happens. I mean, at the very most, you're happy, you know, for a few days, for a week. Uh, But being positive is something that you can do all the time. Um, You know, when things when the absolute worst thing happens, you can still try to be optimistic and try to find the good in the situation, even if the good is just, you know, learning more about yourself or becoming a stronger person. Whereas, you know, if something terrible happens to you, you can't just say, oh, be happy because you just can't, you know, if you're really sad about something or you're really upset, you're not just going to be able to flip a switch and be happy. But you can um, focus on the positive. So that's sort of a distinction that I make in my book and something that I do, you know, in my own life as well is, is not focusing so much on happiness, um, but focusing on positivity and trying to find the good, even in the not good situations. Yeah. Can I ask you about uh, positive? Because it's one of those words which can be a bit difficult for some people. You know, you're, you know, you, you hear around uh, in, in circles or you're just being negative. You know, you know, some people might think that anger is a negative thing or, it, it, you know, it's, it, 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 what do you mean by positive? Well, for me, um, positive is about finding the good in any situation and trying to take something from it. It, Even if it's just, um, as I said, you know, saying that, okay, I'm a stronger person because I've been through this or, um, you know, let's say you're dealing with a really difficult person um, or you're in a conflict or an argument. I mean, you can learn something about yourself from that situation. You can learn something about other people. Um, there's, there's always something to be learned. Um, but I do think, you know, with the way I approach positivity, it's certainly not about, um, you know, avoiding any sort of quote unquote negative emotions, um, experiencing anger, sadness, um, frustration, anything that people might think of as typically negative, I think it's important to feel and experience. I think when it comes to being positively present, my goal And what I encourage other people to do is not to dwell on those things. You know, let yourself feel sad for for a period of time, not to feel sad forever. Um, That type of thing is more about sort of figuring out how to take these emotions in smaller doses and actually get something good from them rather than saying, oh, well, just pretend everything is fine. Um, And, you know, oh, you feel angry? Well, you know, just be happy instead. I think that definitely does not lead to a good place if you avoid um, negative feelings. 
Yeah, that's a great response. Thank you. Um, what about uh, you know one of the emotion, one emotions that some people find very difficult and often label as negative is something like fear, isn't it? Um, or fear of ang- or anxiety, and often people trying to jolt people out of fear. You know, come on, you know, uh, put, look at the world in a different way, type of thing. But do you think that fear is something to be embraced? Because I've also experienced that this saying that fear is just one side of the coin from excitement, for example, um, or high energy. What, what do you say about fear? Yeah, I think that that's a good point. I mean, I think it depends. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of facing your fears. Um, You know, obviously it depends on what the fear is. Um, But I think more importantly than even facing them is sort of investigating them and thinking about them. Like if you're afraid of something, well, why? Um, You know, what what is at the heart of it? What really is what scares you? Um, You know, because sometimes I think when you dig deeper, you realize that there's something um, more profound underneath that fear. And I think that, you know, if possible, you know, trying to conquer your fears is good. But I I also think accepting them is okay, too. Um, Mm. You know, I think everybody has things that they're afraid of. And, um, you know, if, you know, if it's not something that's, you know, debilitating your life, you know, sometimes it's just easier to say, you know what, I'm okay with this. I'm afraid of this. Or, you know, better yet, I'm afraid of this right now. Um, I might not be afraid of it forever. Um, but I think sort of labeling yourself too can be, um, a negative thing. If you just identify with a fear, like, oh, I'm, you know, let's say you say I'm afraid of spiders or insects. And, and you say that because, you know, as a kid, you were afraid of them. Well, are you still afraid of them now? You know, Mm. how do you really feel when you actually see a spider? Are you really afraid? I mean, you may be, and that's fine, but, um, I think sometimes we get sort of stuck in thinking that we're afraid of things and, and maybe we're not as afraid as we, we think we are. Yeah, brilliant. Now, your book is based on six principles for positive living. And the first one we've kind of explored, open your mind to being positive and pre- present. The second one is be aware of and willing to shift your thoughts. Now, my question here is, let's say, for example, someone, I mean, you've been this through this yourself. If someone has been focusing on negative stuff, um, such as whose fault is it? Who's to blame? Who's, do I feel guilty? You know, I'm duty bound to live my life a certain way for example how can they shift out of that what do you have any kind of tips in the book about starting to shift away from that kind of life yeah well i think that you know the first part of that being aware of your thoughts is key because i think sometimes we're thinking things and we don't even realize it um you know you'll be going about your day and you know let's say you're you know, speak sharply to somebody or you're not as nice as you could. And you realize it's because, you know, um, something else is weighing on your mind and it's bothering you and you're kind of taking it out in a different area that, you know, doesn't even have anything to do with it. Um, so I think sometimes we're not even aware of what we're thinking because a lot of us are, are really busy and we're doing things and, you know, living our lives and not thinking about our thoughts. But when you start thinking about your thoughts, that's um, when change can really happen because then you have the opportunity to either accept or reject a thought and, you know, or just sort of look at it from a neutral perspective. Like it's one thing to like feel angry, but it's another thing to think to yourself, I am angry right now and I'm experiencing this and I'm angry because, and you know, this is why I feel this way. It's sort of more, um, more, the more exploration you can do. I think the more you can take something positive out of a thought, even if it's not the most positive thought. Um, and, and then you have the opportunity to sort of think about 
could you see something from a different perspective? Um, yeah. You know, you are in an argument with somebody and you're just assuming that they're wrong or, you know, that they're um, at fault, you know, when you start actually thinking about it um, on a deeper level and not just sort of letting your emotions take over, then you might realize, okay, they're not as wrong as I thought, or I can see where they're coming from. I still think they're wrong, but I can see why they feel that way. Or, you know, it's just sort of being more open-minded, you know, that can really, um, transform sort of the way you see the world and the way you interact with other people yeah i guess that's kind of like trying to stand in somebody else's shoes and looking at the world from their point of view do you think sometimes that um it's it's hard for people to separate their thinking from the way the world is for example you know uh, they might have a thought and the, the, the thought is not they don't realize this is my thinking about the world they just kind of say this is always the way the world is type of thing Yes, I think that can definitely be a problem. Um, and that's why I really, you know, encourage people to think about their thoughts um, and not just make assumptions. Um, you know, firstly, for the reason you're saying, um, you know, are you thinking things just because you've always thought them? And also, you know, when it comes to um, the world in general and worldviews, um, just because something is the way it is in your society or, you know, even in your, your group of friends doesn't mean that that is necessarily right. Um, or it's necessarily right for you. Like let's say all of your friends, um, you know, drive a certain car. Well, that doesn't mean you need to have that car. You know, um, it's just, you need to really think about why you're doing things and why you believe in things. And if you do happen to, you know, think about cars and decide, well, yes, of course I want that car for this reason and that reason. Um, great, go for it, but don't just do it because everybody else is doing it or, or because it seems like that's what you should be doing. I actually wrote a blog post this week about um, the word should and and thinking about, you know, how that can really negatively affect you if you have thoughts of what you should be doing. Um, and yeah. you're not just basing it on what's, what's actually happening, not just these should sort of abstract concepts. Yeah, sure. Now, the, uh, number three is remove negativity wherever possible. Um, so I guess for me, um, I, for example, my mother, I mean, she's not here anymore. She's passed over. My mother used to watch soap operas and the news like all day long on the TV when she, later on in life. And I used to watch that thing. Goodness, how could you watch all this drama, you know, nonstop? There's enough drama in life. Why, why immerse yourself in that? So do you, do, is it really about kind of pulling out from drama pain you know it's not about not being empathic with people's suffering is it no it's not it's definitely about thinking about what you're consuming um especially as you bring up in the media um you know there's so much negativity in you know uh the news for one and i'm not one to say don't watch the news but you know just keep it in perspective maybe how much um you watch and you know when it comes to things that are for entertainment value you have a complete choice um as to what you know you decide to watch or read or you know look at um so that's really important i also think it's really important to um think about the people in your life um and this was something that i had to deal with myself is that um once you start realizing you want to live a positive life you might realize that not everyone in your life is very positive and doesn't necessarily have the best influence on you. Yeah. And this can be um, a challenge because in some situations you can't remove the negativity. Like let's say, you know, 
you can't change jobs and you have a coworker that is really negative and, you know, um, tends to make you feel bad. Um, you can't leave that job necessarily. I mean, ideally you would leave, but, um, in some situations that's not possible. So trying to remove yourself from negativity completely if you can. And if, if that's not possible, trying to sort of limit it. So maybe in that situation, you would limit your interactions with this coworker and, you know, have fewer meetings with him or her or something like that. Um, I think that you really have to think about what's around you and how it affects you. Um, because a lot of things are, you know, hard as it might seem sometimes to, to pull away from them, everything you do and see and, um, people you interact with, it's all a choice. And if you're Mm -hmm. not choosing positive people, it's going to be really hard for you to stay in a positive mindset. Yeah, for sure. What about, um, and this is something that I, I, I have also personally struggled with, what about family? Because family is kind of slightly different from a co-worker. You can, you can eventually leave a job, but if you've got a mother or a brother or sister or father that's kind of a, a difficult, you know, you have a difficult connection with them, what, what would kind of advice would you give there? I know that's a bit more of a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a tricky one, but I think it's, it's the same thing, um, really choosing to limit your interactions and, you know, choosing to focus on your own mental health and mindset over, you know, maybe the shoulds of your family. Like, let's say, you know, if you're around this family member uh, at the holidays, it, it makes you feel terrible and you just are in such a negative mindset and, you know, it just is not healthy for you. You know, maybe you don't go to the family gathering, um, you know, or maybe you go for a shorter amount of time. Um, and I do feel like you also have control over how you think, um, no matter what other people do. So if somebody does something that's negative or they say something that that's hurtful, um, you can, you know, lash out and retaliate, you can go sulk in a corner, or you can try to have a, you know, peaceful mindset about it and say, you know what, what they're doing and what they're saying has to do with them. They might be directing it at me, but it's their inner conflict that's, you know, creating that negativity that they're, um, putting out into the world. And, you know, I have the opportunity to focus on positivity and stay, you know, in a more neutral place and not, um, sort of get in the muck of arguing and, um, going back and forth with somebody. So you do have some, some options, um, you know, and sometimes even with family, you have to completely cut them out of your life if they're really, um, a negative influence on you. And that can be really difficult, but, um, I, I think, you know, to truly live a, a positive life sometimes that does have to happen do you think i mean obviously there's a walking away do you think sometimes it's a uh, communication can actually shift something between you and another person actually if you actually say to them look i'm really finding what you're doing really difficult this is where i'm coming from and do you think that ever does does that ever work do you think oh yes i definitely think that would be you know the first step um when i'm talking about, you know, somebody who's extremely negative, I'm talking about a situation where you've tried um, speaking with them before and it hasn't worked and, um, you know, you can't get through to them at all. Um, I think that's really where the issue is. Um, But I think when it comes to somebody that you, you just are starting to have a negative interaction with, or, you know, they, they've upset you. I do think talking to them and trying to work through it is definitely the best thing that you can do. Um, some people are in a place where you really can't get through to them, um, no matter how hard you try. Um, 
and that's where you might have to remove yourself. But first and foremost, I would definitely recommend trying to talk to somebody in a very calm way and not not in the heat of the moment. Um, you know, like let's say you're in an argument like that, that wouldn't be the best time to yeah. try to communicate with them. It would be, you know, you need to take a step back and cool down and then try to explain them, explain how you're feeling and how they make you feel. Um, and, and sometimes that can definitely help and create a more positive interaction between the two of you. But if not, that's when you really have to start thinking about taking a step back. So principle four, love and appreciate who you are. I mean, this can be a tough one, uh, especially if we've been raised in families that don't really, uh, with parents who don't really know how to love and appreciate themselves. Um, what would you say about this one? Is it, is it a tough one? It is. It's a very tough one. Um, you know, because as, as I've talked about, you know, loving who and appreciating who you are is so important. Um, it's something I talk about a lot on my blog and in the book. Um, and some of us are lucky enough to have family or mentors that support us and that encourage us from a young age. Um, but even if you, um, have that, there's a lot of things, there are a lot of things in society that can inhibit you from really loving and appreciating who you are, you know, such as social media or celebrities, or even just the people around you sort of making you think that you should be something other than you are. Um, so that can be a real challenge, but I think that Loving who you are is one of the most important principles to being positively present um, because it's the foundation for everything. Like when you love who you are and you appreciate yourself and you treat yourself with kindness, that's sort of a reflection of how you view your life and how you'll view your relationships with others. So I think that's one of the most important places to start. Um, and that, again, just as being positive and being present, it has a lot to do with your thinking. Yeah. Uh, it's a very internal thing and it also takes a lot of work. Um, for some people it comes easily, um, or more easily. <laughs> I think there's nobody probably that it comes super easily to, but, um, for some people it's easier for other people. It's a lot of work. Um, but it's definitely worth it. And, and I think it's so important for people to focus on loving who they are and realizing that self-love isn't a selfish thing. It doesn't, you know, make you an egomaniac. It doesn't mean that you're narcissistic um, or obsessed with yourself. Um, you know, it, it's more about being appreciative of who you are. And, and really, a lot of it comes down to acceptance, yeah. um, both the good and the bad, accepting who you are fully. Is there a, a simple tip you would give to, to, to your, you know, followers to say, you know, sim you know, somebody says, well, how do I do it? What's a simple thing they can do? I think one of the best things they can do is focusing on what you have and not what you lack. And that could be, you know, in a physical sense or, you know, your skills or your talents. I think so much of um, self-hate comes from thinking, oh, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could look like that. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, oh, well, I'm really good at this or, you know, I'm so lucky to have this trait or, you know, I love this about myself. I think it's, it's just sort of switching it, you know, from the negative to the positive and focusing more on what, what is already there, not what you wish could be there. Yeah, brilliant. Now, this might be a kind of stereotyping of men and women, but I've noticed that, uh, for example, women, or certainly some of the women I've known, might go, you know what, I really can't appreciate and love my body. I wish I was slimmer. And guys, some of the guys I know, go, I, I really wish I had a better job and I got more money and I could do, you know, X, you know. So do you find it works out that way sometimes that really in there? Oh, yeah, I definitely 
personally think that's a definite, definite thing. I mean, you can't say for everybody, but I think for the majority, I think it, it is really hard. Um, and I think it's really hard to be positive about your life in general and, and present and accepting of the moment if you don't have that self-love, which is why I, you know, highlight it so much on my blog, even though, you know, that's not necessarily what the blog is about. If you think of, you know, positive and present, people don't always think self-love, but it's so important that I think that you have to have it as a foundation to start even thinking about loving your life as a whole. So number five is adopt an attitude of gratitude. So how does this differ from number four, love and appreciation? What's appreciation and gratitude? What's the kind of subtle distinction between the two? Well, I think gratitude um, in this principle, I'm thinking, you know, more generally, not just um, appreciating who you are, but appreciating your whole life and everything that you have around you. Um, also in a big way, you know, just appreciating on a, a daily basis. And then also the smaller things, um, you know, when you're in a situation, I don't know, like it, let's say you're, you're really frustrated because you have to wait in a long line at the post office, yeah. uh, which is something that I hate doing. Right. Uh, and so, you know, your first instinct is to be like, Oh, this line is so long and I hate coming to the post office. Instead of thinking, you know, you can sort of shift your mindset there and say, wow, like I'm lucky to be standing here. Like I have, you know, a body that works and I'm able to stand here and wait in line. I'm lucky to be able to afford to mail this package to a friend. I'm lucky that I have a friend to send a package to. Um, so you see how instead of, you know, focusing yeah. on how annoyed you are, you suddenly are like, oh, wow, like how lucky am I? You know, I'm lucky to live in this country where I can have the freedom to do this and that. Um, so, you know, that whole thing can just completely change your attitude in any given situation. Do you think it's hard to hold a an attitude of gratitude and have an attitude of worry and anxiety at the same time? Um, yes, I think it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you are being grateful, um, it's it's impossible to be anxious, to be, you know, unhappy. And in fact, that's one of the first things I do when I find myself um, face, facing anxiety. Um, you know, I think to myself, okay, what can I be grateful for right now? Um, and that immediately like turns off the anxious, like noise in my brain. And then I'm like, okay, wow, like I've got a lot of good things going on. Um, now I'm not going to say that works, you know, every second of the day. Cause there are some times where your anxious thoughts will be like, okay, so what you have things to be grateful for. I'm still going to be anxious. Yeah. Um, and then you just sort of have to push back and say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm feeling anxious right now, but you know, I'm lucky to be in a situation that, you know, let's say it's your job that's causing you anxiety. Like I'm lucky to have a job. Um, you know, it might be a stressful time right now, but I really generally love what I do. And, you know, you can sort of reframe things and that, you know, it really does change how you're thinking. Brilliant. The last uh, principle, focus on what inspires you. Why is inspiration so important? Well, I feel like um, for me, you know, that's sort of what gets me through the tough times and for a lot of people as well. Um, and it also comes, you know, really close, closely relates to the self-love, you know, because everybody, what inspires people um, can be different for everybody. But I feel like when you don't feel inspired and you don't feel motivated or excited about, you know, some aspect of your life, it doesn't have to be every aspect because, you know, you might have a great family and friend situation, but your job might not be so great right now. Um, you know, that, that 
you know, everything can't always be perfect. Um, so it, it really helps to focus on whatever aspect of your life is inspiring you. And when you don't feel like, you know, there are those times where you feel like there isn't something in your immediate life that's inspiring you. That's when you really need to go out and seek inspiration, whether it's from other people, um, from resources online, um, you know, reading books or watching inspirational movies or TV shows. Um, I just feel like there's something so valuable in being uplifted by, you know, somebody else's story or, you know, I love personally, I love quotes. So I'll read like a quote that'll, you know, change the way I think about something, or it might be something I already know, but I I'd forgotten to sort of think that way. And then I'm like, wow, like that makes me feel better about whatever situation I'm in. Um, it can definitely be, you know, life is hard. Um, you know, no matter how much you try to stay positive or stay in the moment, I mean, we all struggle. Um, we all have difficult situations that we encounter. And um, that's why I really highlight finding inspiration because that will keep you motivated and keep you going when things are really hard. Do you think in this day and age there's absolutely no shortage of inspiration around us with the on- online and the movie industry and all that and music industry? Yeah, I really, I mean, I there's just so much stuff. There's so many great books. There's, you know, I mean, just, you know, Google, like having a bad day quote, (laughs) there'll there'll probably be a million things that will come up or, you know, suffering from loss, like how to cope with it. And there'll be tons of um, web pages that'll pop up with, you know, suggestions or inspiration or um, people sharing their stories. And there really just is so much out there that you can find if you go and look for it and it can really help you to relate, um, to others and also to sort of get a fresh perspective on whatever you're going through brilliant well danny look it's been really amazing talking with you and um, i just remind people that the book is the positively present guide to life published by watkins and danny's website is um positively present.com i think that's right and uh, D- danny all the best for y- yourself and and the book and uh, you know great speaking with you yes thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it Like what you've heard? Be part of our community by visiting watkinspublishing.com, following us on Twitter at Watkins Wisdom or liking us on Facebook.